Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Well, come back, welcome back to Leafs Late Night, where it's never, ever, ever too late for the Leafs. I'm your host, Roscoe, joined by Suddy. And uh, we got another West Coast loss to talk about, unfortunately. But um, before that, let's have a little conversation about officiating, because everybody had a lot of complaints about tonight, and I think this is kind of just becoming the standard, so I'm tired of of complaining about, you know, the soft calls here and there and the inconsistencies because I'm just I'm just getting tired of the same arguments every night. Mm-hmm. But what I have never ever seen is blood drawn and a double minor not called. Was it because it was incidental contact like it wasn't a high stick or anything like that? It I'm not sure how the rules are on that, so that might play a part into it. Like what was the actual penalty for? Wasn't it for it was okay, so it was a cross check. But he is it because he drew the blood is from him hitting the post? I'm not sure. Because I know if you high stick, obviously you get blood as an extra two. But I'm not sure if it works the same for cross checking or elbowing or any kind of like infraction on the face. Like if I cross check a guy and his head goes into the boards and he's bleeding, you'd expect that to be you're good a game. double minor. Like you're, you're walking for that. Like it's, it's it's a different story than it is. That's high stick, true. Think. That's true. I guess I've just, I mean, I've never seen, or at least I can't remember the last time um, we've seen a cross check that resulted in someone hitting a post and losing a tooth. Like poor Bertuzzi, the guy's missing enough already. Yeah. Maybe his weight's a little bit off. That's why you can't fucking score. Um, but mm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I, I think that is the rule because if you cross check someone and you hit a post, it's you're not getting an extra two for it. Like, it's not like a high stick type of situation. But it seemed like even Keefe w- was under the assumption that that should be a double minor in that situation. I think like he, he was stopped. just playing like, like there's blood here. Let's look into this type of thing. Which seems to be the case every other night. There's blood. Let's look at it. But they just went, no, it's two minutes for cross-checking. Like, seems I don't know. Legit. Like, what if you trip someone and like they fall and they chip their tooth and they're bleeding? You're going to give an extra two for that? I guess that's tough. Yeah, yeah true. I, I, I don't know the rules that elaborate, so I'm not I'm not exactly sure. It seemed like it should have been more than two minutes. So like he was he was bleeding quite a bit, a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just love that shot of Keith like stopping him on his way to the dressing room. Like, hey, wait, 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 wait before you get <laughs> before you get bandaged up, I want them to take a look at this. Hey, you, you see this guy? See this first. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what? That's what I'm going to miss with Keith if he does go. I don't know what's going to happen, but he's been a fun coach to watch entertainment-wise for the very least. Listen, I'm not a Betty man, so I wouldn't really know what to say on this. Um, <laughs> <sighs> the over-under of him making it through the end of the season is not good. Yeah, I mean, look, Justin and I went into a long talk about this, but yes. um, I, I just feel like there's two camps here. There's MLSE doesn't want to look like they made a mistake in signing him an extension and then immediately firing him. Yep. Um, and then there's the other camp that's like, you know, Treliving has his bullet. I mean, he he walked into somebody else's coach. It's kind of, of a given that you give the guy some runway and if it doesn't work, he gets to say, OK, my turn. Personally, I don't think he gets fired um, until the offseason, if at all. Like you said, um, the extension and everything like that. And and furthermore, like who are we gonna replace him with, right? Yeah, Everyone's I mean, it's like claiming, like bowing their heads for Barubi, but this isn't the guy. Like his playoff record isn't great, aside from that one great cup run he had with Bennington. He's like eight and sixteen. Afterward, that he made it out of the second round once. I think he lost like two and four. He's not really the guy for it. So. Patrick Roy just signed with the Islanders. Who are you going to hire? There's no one really. Yeah, I mean, the, the words. The fact that Patrick Waugh signs out of nowhere shows that there are some other people that are kind of kicking around the sidelines but, looking but for jobs. But 
hear me out. Is he someone you want to coach who has like Stanley Cup aspirations right now, or is he someone you want to build your program around a little bit? That's fair. You, it kind of makes. I don't know, but the Islanders are in a in a position where they're they're not they're in like a win now it, position. Right? They're not like in a win now one or two years. I don't think they're going to be. I mean, I bit. think they want to think they are. I'm sure they always want to think they the are. The pieces they, they have. Are. Yeah. They got the goaltending, you're right. Okay, they, so... They got a few good pieces, you're not wrong. But I don't think, like, Patrick Roy is the guy who's going to, like, push you over the hump to the promised land. Immediately, anyways. I think he's a great coach. So, I think it's a very good hire, but I think he's more of a long-term hire. Yeah, and I mean, the Islanders don't really do anything short-term. Like, Lou doesn't sign a contract no, unless it yeah. starts with a five-year term, so... Yeah. Um, but with the Leafs, yeah, it's it's tough to say who's still available that they could sign if they do make a move. I think it's either keeps gone at the end of this road trip if they lose again, or it's the end of the season. Um, like, it's one of those things where if not now, then they're not going to do it. Like, well, the team's in this much of a slump and and um, the It'll only happened before the trade. Deadline, the only saving anything. grace. Yeah, and I think the only saving grace he has is that Martin Jones has been playing in net, and the fact that Jones was playing well to begin with was a miracle. Like, I mean, obviously, we've been saying the guy's got the NHL experience and, you know, he can play games, but he was playing above his... He was playing above his... uh, Oh, 100%. Swinging above the belt or whatever, you know? He's not meant to play, like, 10-plus games in, you know, 12 or whatever. No. So now that we're we're seeing him kind of return to average, um, it's it's safe to say that it, there's a goaltending issue here. Like Wool coming back is hopefully going to steady things, but I mean between Wool, Sammy, and uh, and Jones, you don't have a lot of room for error there. No, you don't. So um, it's hard to blame Keith a lot. Oh, on that end, hundred percent. Yeah, um, there's other areas where you definitely can blame Keith, like not coming out on time for a lot of games, having to claw your way back from two goal deficits way too often. Uh, untimely penalties. Like we took yeah, what keeps three happening penalties at the first in the first 10 minutes of the third period here. Like that's, that's undisciplined play. Unacceptable as sorry. What did you say? And I, I people can say, there. Oh, they're soft calls. Like, no, those, those are pretty no, legit okay. calls. People can say they're soft calls all they want. Like they weren't, those, yeah, those are, those are it, it was cross-checking. It's yeah. Domi and Geo being undisciplined. That's exactly Exactly. It. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what was your second point there? I had another thing. I can't even remember. But uh, one thing I wanted to say was, if you're going to fire Keith, you're, you're putting Boucher behind the bench for the rest of the season until you have like a long-term period where you can find someone else to replace him. You're not hiring someone off the street. See, and I don't know point. if I like that because I, I I don't think you like it. But I don't that's know if exactly like what's going to happen. Boucher, because your your options are so limited right now. If like Boucher is the one what that's can in charge of now at the end of the season, like go ahead. Sorry, there's a bit of lag. I keep thinking there's a pause. Not weird. Um, the thing with Boucher is that there, there's. Um, the, the penalty kill and the power play have been lacking a little bit. And, you know, it's the little things that I don't know if it's him that's specifically in charge of those kinds of things, but, you know, he's the assistant. So there's, I don't know. There's a couple of them, but there I feel are like if things. you're going to yeah. change coaching staff here, it's going to be all of them. Like, I don't think there's any one thing you can blame it on. Oh, what I was going to say, we keep having this, this thing where they play a shitty first period, like the last two games. And then all of a sudden they come out swinging in the second. Like, yes. I know starting on time has been part of this team, but like what the hell's going on at the first intermission that they're turning the switch on? Like, are they breaking out the smelling salts? And <sighs> it's a really big problem that they're not committed on time. Like that, you know, when I played like in Bantam and Midget, like it was always, you got to come out on time. You got to come out in the first, like set the tone. Right. And they're just not doing that whatsoever. They, they got trounced three, through nothing. They, although the shots were nine nine in the first period, they were like seven to one at one point. Not very good. No, and look, people said, "How can you blame um, the defense?" You know, they kept it to so many shots. Like it was twenty forty seven to twenty one. Like the Leafs over doubled them, but it's quantity, not or quality, not quantity. Like they give up 
really, really bad chances and really bad turnovers and leave guys open directly in front of the net. Yeah. Like the amount of times I've seen think, McCabe, like, God bless him, throw a big hit in the corner. But yes, it takes that guy out. It also takes McCabe out of the play. And all of a sudden someone's wide open. Like I've seen him do yeah. that multiple times. Vancouver had 13 shots in the last two periods. That was it. Ugh. 13 good <laughs> shots, though. The Leafs just fire Very good everything. Shots. Um, like good tippings in front too, like just the positioning where they won the battle. Like it was positioning battles that Vancouver always won in front of our net. Like that was a huge, huge problem. So anyone like blaming Jones tonight? That's it's not on Jones. Jones is our fucking third goaltender. This guy exactly. has stabilized the net. He's covered Sammy's ass. He's covered walls, broken ankle, whatever it is. Um, he's done his job. So this loss is completely not in him. If you want to pull him, you pull him after the third goal. You send a message to the team. But you didn't, so you ride with Jones. But he didn't lose this game tonight. I mean, I want to agree with you, but like six on that many, I, like I was just saying, you know, they gave up a lot of good opportunities on him, but there was like at least one or two of those. Oh, yeah. hundred. You, you want him to have those. A hundred percent. But that's what I'm saying. Like, he, how many games has he played in like the last 10 or 12, right? Yeah, Almost after not playing at all. He, this guy was on waivers in fucking October. No one picked him up. Think about what he's doing right now. This is insane. He's we could have addressed from, like another backup goaltender. We didn't do it. He's from Vancouver and his parents <laughs> didn't come to the game because no, they didn't vacation, think he was going to be the starter. <laughs> the riding Campbell's apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless them. Luckily for them. Oh man! Uh, yeah, but Jones isn't the problem. Like it, it's just a microcosm of everything that is going on right now. No, and again, this just seems like one of those games where it doesn't matter how much a couple of the big guys can do. You know, Marner, Matthews, and Nylander putting this one on their back, and yeah. Riley too. You know, it's and... a funny thing too. Maybe you put Sammy into that spot, and then he holds the fourth down, and then you ride Sammy tomorrow again, and this guy finds his confidence. The Leafs are such a better team. If he's playing good, think about what he's done in the last two years with Toronto. Like he was a top 10, 12 goaltender, right? And we've all just written him off. Like he's had a couple bad months. Sure. But give this guy another chance because his talent dictates that he can do it. Especially when you're on a road trip like this, uh, running Jones back to back to back to back is it just seems ludicrous at this point like he's your third stringer it, you're trying to get back. sammy back it's crazy like if you hurt if you run the risk of jones getting hurt like who you're stuck with sammy and you got to call hill to be back like is that really the duo you want that's the duo you got like is sammy back in and slow jones down like this is just yeah. getting a little you got to transition from jones to sammy like that has to be the move and if sammy falters then he's gone. Like it's he's on a super short leash, but if he can come back, then he's your guy because he has the talent to do it. He's got the track record behind him to do it. Let him try at least to do it. Yeah, it it can't be Martin Jones for fifteen straight games. Like, no, it, it can't. And I love Martin Jones. But in the preseason, I was touting this guy like no other. I thought he was a great, great signing. I foresaw what he was going to do here, but he's, he's done all he can do, right? Like what more can you ask from this guy right now? Yeah. Uh, moving up one position, we got the defense where, uh, another rough night for Gio, man. Like I love uncle Gio. I love him, but man, the, His... if you add bad penalties on top of the, the lack of play we're getting from him, it's just... Eh. Not even that. Why are we putting him out there for like 90 seconds on PP1? Yeah, a little crazy with how well Riley's been playing. Well, it's just, yeah, it's, why, why are we doing this? I don't know. It's like he's tired, so let's give him more responsibility. I don't... How old is he? He's the oldest guy 40. in the NHL right now. Eh? He's 40. Isn't he? I mean, I'm like the three years just away say from 40 that and I feel landing. old. I can't imagine fucking playing 20 minutes in the NHL. Yeah, he's right 40. Now. October 3rd, 1983. Yeah. That's it. I love him crazy. as like a sixth defenseman, maybe a fifth. 
I love him out there for practices. He can venture all the young defensemen. Show like this guy's a Norris winner, right? He's not a slouch. He's been around. He's been good. But the role you're asking him to play right now is just it's a little bit unrealistic. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone has that last little gas in the tank before it burns out, and it seemed like that Norris run might have been his. Well, this run right. happened when he was like 35 or like 36. It was pretty late in his career. He was 36, yeah. Even still, like the last four years, he's just been floating off it. Every year it's been a, yeah, a decline. It's been, um, this year especially, it was a, a very steep decline. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's give the guys some credit tonight. Um, a lot of them jumping to each other's defense. We saw Yarncroke and Marner and uh, who else? Matthews came to in. a degree. Yeah, Nylander too. Um, yeah, everybody jumping to the defense of each other and a lot of scrums going around. It's yeah. it's nice to see that you don't need to have Simmons or Reeves or, you know, someone that's just, or was the other one. Um, fucking Mar- the one that's been around forever on the Marlies got suspended in the first game of the playoffs. Clifford. Clifford, thank you. Oh, God, he'll never smell a fucking Leafs jersey again. No, but my point is it's nice that you don't need to have these guys. Like, the effect has been You don't need to have these guys. That's exactly it. They're not contributing anything to this roster. They're they're just not. Like, it's it's a negative impact right away. Yeah, the snot wiped off on them, and uh, it seems like they're able to carry it themselves, which is nice. They just need to kind of put two and two together <laughs> i don't know the forwards were playing well tonight i can't really give them any shit they got 47 shots and scored four goals yeah, they said they pretty good jake mccabe up for like the easiest tap in <laughs> of his entire career i don't even think he meant to put that in it literally just hit his stick like he had the right angle on it yeah like and credit anybody... to Meyer for that like that was a hell of a play oh it was but also some credit to mccabe because i mean you see Soccer players get that chance 99 <laughs> times and they boot it four miles over the net. So, yeah, and he's not exactly Riley, like, he's not expected to be making that type of pinch, but he no. did, like, he recognized the play and he did it. Great play by him. Nice little tap. Also, Nylander with that shot from fucking Bowmanville. Are you kidding me? Thank you, Tyler Myers, for that fucking screen. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah. he needed that so badly. Like, he needed a dirty, dirty goal just to get. Like he signed that contract and he hasn't done shit since, right? So he buries one from like the top of the circle to the blue line, just a floater, and it, and it got him going. Like he was a different player after that. His forecheck was different. His shots on the net were different. Everything was different. Yeah, it welcomed right up, and I just I couldn't believe watching that goal because even seeing it in real time, there's sometimes where you you know you don't see the puck the entire way it's moving. Yeah. But this one was almost so slow that like you see it leave his stick. It was like for a deflection or something, <laughs> but it just goes all the way in past Demko. I'm like, how the fuck did that go in? And then they show the replay. Yeah. Myers is like Shrek in the middle of his view there. Well, Can't see you got anything. like Shaquille O'Neal blocking you in front. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That was uh it was a beauty. Glad he got two. Um, who else? Mitch with that shorthanded goal. That was I nice. thought Mitch had a pretty good game. Like he had the shorthanded goal. He had that great pass to McCabe. He had a lot of other couple plays in the offensive zone where he just he gets a couple players following him where they'll get out of position and he makes a good pass where someone is open. And yeah, he's been pretty good in the last couple of games, I thought. He's been getting way too much heat. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm gonna go out on a tangent here. Do you ever play Super Smash Bros. I got oh, back yeah. into it this week. Okay, so you know when you're playing against like, you know, your friends that are really good and then all of a sudden you play against someone that hasn't been playing with you guys and the, you're just not expecting anything they do. They do something completely random. Yeah. You're just like, what the what the fuck? <laughs> like, like it just for anybody who didn't follow that, it's like anytime you're you you do something against, I don't know, say you're playing basketball pickup game against somebody you've never played against before and they pull out some tricks you've never seen and it just you're just not ready for it i feel like that's mitch just starts doing laps and distracting people because no one else plays like this in the nhl no one just starts like looping around and skating and slow stops looks around okay i'm gonna go this way starts dancing back and forth like he pulls people before they even notice they're like wait why am i on the opposite wing now what happened so so then he has two or three people following him which leaves 
one or two guys on our team in like prime position, right? Because they're not covered as they should be. That is what he does really, really well. And that's why yeah. he makes a lot of money, right? Um, he's the magician. You'll, you'll, you'll talk shit about him like he's not going to go hard on the four check like other players will. He's not going to do that. He's not going to hammer the body. He's not going to drive a ton of play. But what he will do is he'll circle around the offensive zone and he'll take people out of the position and he'll make that great pass. And, and no one can do it in the league like he can. And he'll block shots. Took a yeah, stinger he, to the knee that one. really oh. did. In slow-mo, you just see him go down just... Oh. And good for him like it's what he has to be doing right now and immediately grabs the puck and scores like that was beautiful <laughs> it was very reminiscent of uh last year the power kill yeah something we haven't seen uh not really even in a while. at all this year and honestly wasn't that two years ago now like <sighs> it's hard was it last year i don't know but it these years been... are like dog years it's it's hard to keep track <laughs> just blends Oh my god. Uh let me pull up. We have questions here. We do have some questions. We can do that. Um see if we get any other things coming up here. Um Zach Nelson, what happens to Sheldon Keefe if they lose tomorrow? Who can we play tomorrow? Calgary? No, we played them yesterday. Oh right. Um Seattle. Seattle, right. That's when you gotta win, guys. Seattle's a tough tough play though. I what know, happens but... if they lose to Seattle? It depends how they lose. I don't even think it depends how they lose. He's got a couple more games before he gets fired. If he runs Jones back, if he does no, something screwy. No, no, no. There's no way that's happening, right? Is there? I don't know, man. He did it once already. If he screws with the lines again, I don't know. There's a couple things he could do, but... <sighs> yeah, yeah I, you're, I just... you're right. He'd really have to galaxy brain this one. He was, uh, if he if they come out and they lose like two nothing three nothing in the first period, that's a huge red flag. That's something that's been happening way too often for this team. Is they don't come out prepared, um, they don't make switches as quickly as it should be to match what the other team is doing. That I feel is indicative of his head on the chopping block more than anything. Yeah, I think if it's more, like you said, more of the same, uh, there's no improvement on anything. It's yeah. just kind of solidifying what the issues are because they haven't changed. Also, um, there's I'll no, also add T.O. Sports no way, Fan 21 because he asked the same question. No way that Sammy is not playing tomorrow. I hope so. It would just We got to get this guy going, man. This guy is a legit top 15, top 12, even 10 goal to enter in like the last two years. Um. He, oh, I'm so frustrated by this. We're such a way better team if he's playing good. We yeah. have to get this guy going. And if yeah, we're not, because... then move on from him. Like, cut ties. It's got to be one or the other because he's either on the roster or he's not. Well, it's coming back pretty quickly. But if he's playing good, we are a much better team off for it. He's also the most expensive goalie we have. So you kind of have to figure it out one way or the other. Which is crazy because it's not very expensive. No, but it really helps if we're going to move on from him, <laughs> freeze up the two million. This is such a small amount. Yeah, we would have like a million and a half in goalies. It's insane. Yeah. Um, Benito, the Basset Hound. Uh, Benito, no, no worries. This is the year they scrape into the playoffs and go on a run playing playoff games down the stretch. So, yeah, I guess this comes down to like the forwards have been playing well. Um, Nylander's having a career year Matthews is scoring at a crazy pace Mitch is having a pretty okay year JT is the one that's slipping a little bit Riley's been an all-star yeah um, yeah if Bertuzzi can can continue his puck luck upward, has been like historically bad right now it has to come down to average at some point like he's got to yes. start scoring there's some good things. Like I said, people are jumping to each other's defense. They have the scrappiness. There's things that will be good. I think Trilliving has to make a move for a defenseman. Like I said I on the last so. 100%, show. hundred percent, yeah. We we didn't get Zadorov, and look how that guy affected play tonight for Vancouver. You know, like, uh, I like we Zdorov. didn't get him. I'm not sure he's the guy who's going to push the needle for us 100%, but there has to be a move that's that has to take place. No, but if it cost a fifth, I would have done that. 
when Vancouver got him. You know, I would have yeah. added, here's a, you know, a fifth or a fourth instead. I don't fucking know. Like, if it was that cheap to get yeah. him. If you're rotating between Timmins and Geo and shit, what, what the fuck is the difference, right? For a fifth? 100%. Yeah. Uh, but like I said to Justin last week or last episode, the quest for Tana Venzadorov was never completed. You know, like it's not uh, Benoit and company playing above average did not fix the problem. It didn't check off that, you know, that yeah. box that the, those two were supposed to fill. So I think he still needs to move something for someone. Uh, and they said they don't want to move assets. It's got to be a rostered player. I don't know who it is. Uh, Robertson's the obvious guy. He's been, I guess, bald like no other for reasons I don't quite understand, but. Yeah, that one's going to hurt. Like every I don't other get name like, uh, that th- hurts. That, that's one I don't get. Like this guy, <laughs> for the, the barely any minutes he's been playing, he's been producing quite a bit. He shows up offensively, whether he's on the first line, second line, or third line. I don't quite understand why we're burying this guy. I don't either. It's like I think Nyes has the spot from him right now. But he doesn't. And... Nyes has been playing on the third and fourth line the past like five games, which yeah, where Nyes right. should not be playing. Like it's he's misplaced there, hundred percent. Yeah, some of the the deployments have been strange, and and historically that's been Keith's downfall. I mean, look, it goes back to Alex Kerfoot. I mean, the guy would have been fine, I'm sure, if we'd. I said this to to our fan TML fan and Van. Um, who was defending Kerfoot the other day. So, look, if we'd figured out a role for him and deployed him in that role all the time, he probably would have been good at it. But instead, we turned him into a Swiss Army knife and kept saying, oh, he's just good in every position. Except he wasn't. He was just there. Yeah. I was a huge, huge fan of Kerfoot last year. If you play him consistently on the third line, which is more offensively, slightly defensively, that's where he thrives. But like you said, they put him all over the place, and that's not type of, like his game he has to play one type of role and that's what he does and Keith is really bad at that he's doing that with Robertson he's doing it at the Nice right now like Nice is not a fourth line player he's just no. not and that's why that's why he didn't come up last year like there was no room for him in the first two lines like yeah. this is what we've he's been not rough enough for. he's is not this... strong enough for, to be a fourth line player he's offensive minded he's a top two line player that's what he is He's going to set people up, and that's his game. Like, he's creative offensively, and let him cook. Just let him fucking do it. Same with Robinson. Like, I, I, McMahon's getting all these games over him. Like, Dragger's getting all these games over him. I just don't get it. Yeah, honestly, Gregor's the one that I'm surprised hasn't moved out yet for someone else. I don't know. It seems like they're they're just leaving some spots filled with people that they can easily move back down to the Marlies if they need to. Um, I'm just, I'm wondering what it is Trey's got cooking because it's been a while since he's done anything. He said he wanted to make a move for the defense. I think it's just maybe he is looking to move Nick Robertson and doesn't want to move him for nothing. Like, I really don't know. You want to showcase him? Like, exactly. Right. Get a little more value for him. Yeah. March 8th, I think, is the deadline this year. Somewhere around there. Second week of March. NHL trade deadline. Friday, March 8th. Sweet. So, I mean, plus the All-Star break in the first week of February. It's also a leap year, so you get an extra day. Use that day wisely, please, please, Mr. Trilliving. I don't know. It's, uh, It's closing in on that time. I think in the next couple of weeks, things will start heating up. Like last year, we saw a lot of moves happen before the deadline itself and not actually on deadline day. So how do you I feel about those, uh, those flower rumors in Toronto? Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say with wall out, like if he comes back and he's great, he's so affordable. It would be silly to spend money to bury him again. Yeah. Or like spend, you know, assets to bury him down when he's like just reaching his peak or his, you know, peak of his development. Uh, I don't know. Did you see uh, what's his name? Got uh, some no name guy took him out and got a three game suspension. I did see that. Apparently he's only out for like one or two games. So 
It's nothing like Th- too too big. Lockwood. Yeah. Oh, was Flurry actually hurt? Uh, yeah, he's out for like one or two games. That's. It's weird. the The hit didn't look weird. like too much. No. It oh like no! Like Shoulder to his head. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah, I don't know about about Flower. I don't think. Look, he's another guy who's. He's great. Look, goalies can play till they're forty four, but like. So is he just kind of like a Jones upgrade? Yeah, as a backup, like look, he's a backup right now technically. So, um, if Sammy and Jones, if Sammy doesn't work out, if you play him a couple games and you want to move on from him, and you can trade him somewhere and you free up that two million, yeah some three-way trade or something that sends Sammy somewhere and then something to Minnesota and then flurry to the Leafs. Sure. I actually like that. If, if you're going to move on from Sammy and you bring flower as your backup goaltender, I like that a lot. Otherwise, Especially for a cup run. Uh, otherwise like, I don't see it because you're too crowded, right? Yeah. I Have you heard any names for defensemen that are out there? Not even like Ethan one, bear signed. Like... That would have been a decent one to grab. No, like I really have. I, you hear Tanev a lot, but I I don't like Tanev that lot, man. He's he's a old. He's got a lot of miles on on the wheels. I don't think he's the guy for it. Top twenty trade. Either Hannafin, I don't think he's the guy either. Yeah, those him and Hannafin are number two and three. Um, Tyson Berry, no thanks. No. Sean Walker on Philly. Eh. Nick Sealer also on Philly. And like who, if you want to like to get like a real defenseman and you want to trade one of our guys, who are you going to fucking trade for him? Like there's, you're not trading Nylander, you're not trading Tavares, you're not trading Marner. What assets do you have to actually ascertain like a really good defenseman? Ooh, you know what? Um, Adam Bogquist. Oh. He's 20, he's 23. Um, he's on... 2.6 million and he's an RFA in 26. If Columbus is really dismantling everything, like, I mean, Elvis Merzlink gets asked for a trade. Columbus is not in a good spot. They are looking like they're going to probably clean house after this season. That's one that's interesting. I don't know anything about, you know, if they're going to move what on. What if he sent him like Robertson, Sammy to even up the money? Yeah, yeah I mean, if they want to move on there. from yeah. Elvis, that's hey. Yeah, like you're in Sammy at the end of the year. He's a free agent. Oh hmm. yeah. So apparently, um, from the hockey news rumor a month ago, Adam Balquist being scouted heavily for a potential trade. Um, that seems to be the only. Oh, here ice chips. Nope, never mind. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's anything uh, too hot out there no or was defense could be approved with adam bockwist um oh blue jackets have made it known to the rest of the nhl that they're willing to trade one of their defensemen um willing to trade one of the defensemen is open to different possibilities okay so it's not completely off the table that's one that i'm going to earmark that i don't mind at all who is on no a list of people that could go Outside of that, um, I would hope that Bertuzzi gets his shit together. I hope Domi gets uh, his shit together Domi's and stops taking guy. bad like, penalties. He's, he's been flying under the radar here. Like, is he, he hasn't been playing great. When's the last no, time he, you're like, oh, that was a great Domi game? Uh, full game? Oh, I don't know. He's made some good passes that have been like, damn, that was a good pass. But like his overall game, like for a third line center has not been... Not been where it should be right now. Okay, let's look at our club stats. Do 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 do. Morgan Riley with thirty-seven points. Jesus. Woo! More than more than JT. Uh, okay, but here, outside of the top five guys, Max Domi is number six with twenty-three points. <laughs> it's still not Four goals good. and nineteen assists. Kelly Yarncroak is plus twelve with nineteen points. Um. Yeah, Bertuzzi needs more than six goals, though. Cam is a big problem too. Like he, he, his contract is 
two point five yeah. million for a fourth line center is for eight huge, points and a minus hit. seven. He a can't mi- be a minus, minus seven. Exactly. When he's supposed to be like a great defender, right? Like he's supposed to be one of our best penalty killers. Supposed to be one of our best five and five defenders, and he has not been that. His ticket for what he's like delivering is not good, man. No, it's pretty brutal. That I mean, him and uh, and Noah Gregor uh, are both minus seven, whereas uh, McMahon's a minus four. Yeah, that line's not good. Their whole no, objective is whatsoever. to just keep the puck out of their net and maybe keep the puck in the other zone, kill some time. Like the fourth line has been a huge, huge, huge issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gregor and McMahon are not defensive guys. They're speedy. They're also so why not are they everyday camp? NHL players? No, they're not. They're not. So I, I don't know what the point of this this line is. Um, the other thing, Connor Timmons has played 14 games and he has uh, as many points as Mark Giordano. Yeah. One goal and five assists. We go back to the whole Giordano problem. Yeah. Not that he's here for points, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, they're, they're neither there. neither <laughs> is Connor Timmons. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Pontus Holmberg's got more points than these guys in eight games. Like that might be he's another been little problem. Honestly, Pontus Holmberg is not a first line player. Like I love, <laughs> I love Pontus Holmberg, but he is not a first line player. He's not. He's I not, don't know what the hell not. we're doing. He's been playing okay. Everybody's stroking this guy either. off like he's fucking amazing, but he is not a first line player. It says so much about this team that Mitch Marner says that Pontus Holmberg is his favorite player, and all of a sudden, he's I think on the he's a great line. player. I think he's got a lot of skill. I think he brings a lot of great things to the table. Uh, he's a good, he's an all right second line player. He's a great third line player. No, but like how this team and Mitch Marner is that that he goes, oh, it's my favorite player in the NHL, and the n- next game is on the first line. Maybe we should stop listening to Mitch Marner in the media scrums. <laughs> Because he got uh, in shit so the ridiculous. other night too. Like, let's just leave it at that. But yeah, okay. Here, uh, a non-hockey question for a sec. We got a start bench cut, and this one I've been scratching my head at since I read it. I really don't know. Okay, this one comes from our boy Mikey D. Oh, Mikey D. <sighs> okay, shout out Beliefers Pod. Start bench cut: Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Berries, and Sour Cherry Blasters. All right, one more time. Let's hear this. Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Berries, Sour Cherry Blasters. Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Berries, and the last one. Yeah, that's you're just going in order there. Oh, 100%. Not even That's exactly what what Mikey said as well. Um, I have such a hard time with this because cherry blasters like, is not even fucking close. They're like, what are you the, talking? They're the so Gregor good. of the fucking, this conversation. Oh my God. They're so good. Stop. So, okay. So sour patch kids are, are like top tier sour candies. I'm a fan of sour candies and Maynard's has always been pretty good. Like I only not many sour things candies. can match. Oh, they're so good. Warheads are not what they used to be. I have a bag of them. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. Warheads vodka, however, is really good. Um, <laughs> I I struggle to split between this cherry blasters and Swedish berries because, like, I like sour, but Swedish berries are just so good. Yeah. Sour cherry blasters have a nostalgic place in my heart because, like, you know, with Cineplex, where you can get the little box that has like popcorn and the drink and the little candy. I used to always get those with. A sour cherry blaster. And you if you have a it, deep it hook that can resonate to your past, then that's fair enough. Because other than that, there's no fucking way they should be anywhere higher than third. I just like that it's it's the red and the green. You know, it's the cool <laughs> shit. They're big too. They like, got like they're pretty big. They're way bigger than the sour patch. They're big. Um, and then I like that Maters also does the mini versions of them, where it's just like you know the little little nuggets. Mm. Fair, fair. You get the little the little round cherry blaster around Fuzzy Peach. Let's Halloween. establish that you can't fuck with Sour Patch, though. They're number one. No, right? Sour Patch Kids are really good. There's a reason that they've like leaned into them and made Sour Patch Kids flavored everything. Like you can oh, get yeah. Sour Patch Kids ice cream and like really, um, yeah, I've seen that one. Woo! Um, Sour Patch Kids with Swedish uh, berries too. Gum. Like those are like the, they're a go-to. If you put them out on a table with a big party. 
I guarantee you a shitload of people are going to go to the Swedish berries. Yeah, they're so there's there's something about the shape of them that's satisfying and the texture and they're so flavorful. <laughs> they're like the 96, so 97 Detroit Red Wings, like Red Wings. They're just they're so fucking good. They're <laughs> you can't fuck with them. They're going to win no matter what. Right. They're they're great. What um what is the flavor of Swedish berries? Is it lingonberry? Cherry? Is it what? Who? Is it lingonberry? That would make sense. It's, they put that fucking shit on everything. What do Maynard Swedish berries taste like? Berries. I would guarantee. The original you Swedish berries taste similar to red Swedish fish. Okay, so the Swedish fish are the OG, and they are yeah. lingonberry flavored. So yeah. we probably get like a. North Americanized version of they put them on their pancakes, they put them on their breakfast sausage, like everything like that. Yeah, it's that stuff. You can get it at IKEA, can you? Like lingonberry stuff. If you go for the Swedish meatballs, you can get that on the meatballs. But I think they have a juice too. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, underrated. Um, I found out this is totally unrelated. You know um, how like there's a lot of blackcurrant flavored stuff over in Europe. I do. In like Sweden. Do you know why we don't have blackcurrant flavored stuff here? We do have a great spot. I'll continue this after your point. But okay, so there is not a lot. Like you can find it at British and Scottish, whatever, European uh, stores. Mm-hmm. But there used to be a ban on, I think there still is a ban on the actual blackcurrants, but the reason we don't have a taste for it is because black currants were banned in North America because they can have a fungus that can decimate pine trees. Oh. And so the government of North, of both North American like countries, Canada and the States were like, you can't bring those over here because we're going to lose so much money if we lose that industry. So because they were never brought over here, people don't have a taste for it because we didn't have flavored stuff made from them. So now they really? just don't really import blackcurrant flavored stuff to North America because nobody really knows what it tastes like. There is a very local ice cream place on Bank Street, Bank in Florida. Ooh. They have blackcurrant cheesecake ice cream. Oh my God. What place and is this? Mushu. Mushu, oh. if Mushu ice cream, if you want to be a sponsor to a local Ottawa podcast community, we'd be happy to have you on. Um, your ice cream they make is some good ice the cream fucking bars. best in the world. Black currant cheesecake. Ooh. Damn. You I try got it. I got one of their ice cream bars. It was um like a brown sugar oat flavor. So it was like kind of like a vanilla, like a almost like a like a brown butter sugar vanilla ice cream that had like toasted oats on the outside of it. Oh my god, it was so good. Everything that they do is so good. It's all locally sourced too. Like they they pay their employees a ton of money too. Like it's a, such a great establishment. Not a sponsor, but they not should a sponsor, be. but they should be. <laughs> okay, uh, what other hockey things have happened? We talked Patrick Waugh. We talked the suspension, the Leaf game. Um, anything else happens since our last show? Oh, they announced the All Star captains. Oh, the All Star captains. Thank you. I knew Will Arnett was going to be one. I knew Bieber was going to be one. Buble was an unexpected one. That's unexpected here. Let me... Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, wait. Let me try out this new... Can I... Oh, wait. That's not what that is. How do I share this? No, that didn't work. I'm trying out new OSX Sonoma features. It's supposed to let me share things without going to the program. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so Will Arnett with Connor yeah, McDavid and, and Leon. Uh, Justin Bieber with Riley and Matthews. Tate McRae with McKinnon and Kale McCarr. And Michael Buble with Jack and Quinn Hughes. Will Arnett co-captains. must be furious being like a West Coast one. He's a diehard Leafs fan. He narrated the <laughs> Leafs documentary. He's a, and he like has... a die, die, die hard Leafs fan. I can't believe that. Like, If we were to send him an invite to be on this podcast, he'd probably say yes. That's how much like, of a Leafs fan he is. Yeah, I followed it up. Just, you know, maybe get Will us Arnett, on Will if you're radar. listening to this, come on the pod. Please. And also, while you're in Toronto with McDavid, make sure you, uh, you know, 
like Drake. Show him what Toronto's like. <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Take Tell him you'll do a shitload of commercials with him. And like, yeah, yeah. Remember that time? Uh, was it Kevin Durant when Drake went out at OVO and was like, yeah, Toronto, let's show KD what a, what a real Toronto welcome sounds like. And the next day, the league's like, you absolutely can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not an f- official affiliate. Mm-hmm. That was so funny. And then the Raptors ended up hiring him. It's like, you're not affiliated with the team. But they're like, what if he was? You kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> a global ambassador. I think that was his uh, title. Yeah. Is he still? I don't know if they're still. I'm pretty sure him. Yeah. I mean, they let him in the dressing room, so he must be a team employee. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. It's so crazy. Key to the city at this point. I love it. Uh, so, love yeah, it. the the. The um, the captain's there. Who is Tate McRae? I saw everybody thirsting over her, but who is she? I'm old. I don't know. Canadian singer songwriter. She's twenty. Two thousand three makes you twenty. Oh my god. Okay. Is she the girl um, who had like the big thing at the Calgary game a while ago? Um, probably. Uh, age of thirteen gained prominence as the first Canadian finalist on the American reality show. So you think you can dance? Oh. Yeah. wild um all the things i never said in 2020 you broke me first is she like she's a pop star i think she is yes oh she's from calgary okay i apologize to anybody young that's listening to the show but i know our stats i know most of you are our age or older. So if you're learning who Tate McRae is here, you're welcome. <laughs> um, otherwise, who's the other one? Oh yeah. Michael Bublé. That's a fun one. He's, he's been somebody that is unexpectedly fun, you know, like with SNL and the yeah, Bublé, the bubbly ads and stuff. Like he's, he's got like he's international likes... status too, right? Like this guy is big everywhere. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going to go, wait, he's Canadian, like when they're watching the All-Star game, like he's that level where like, I don't think people in the States realize he's American. Or Has anyone American. watched like the bubbly commercials? Were they? Bubbly. Yeah, but I feel like Americans don't get those. Is bubbly in the States? It might I think be. it is. Who knows? They, we're they we're still look... sheltered here in Canada. What, last time I went to the States in the summer, there were so many different kinds of sparkling water. Like there's there's um, in the northeast, there's like polar seltzer that was really good. There's like liquid death. There's uh, we go to Maine like every year or two or we just don't recognize anything. I know. I just assume that they have things that we don't have and vice versa. <laughs> um, But between him and Will Arnett, I think people are going to be like, wait, they're Canadians. <laughs> Like, especially Fair. because of, like, Will Arnett being, like, a Hollywood, you know. He's, like, a diehard Canadian fan, though. He is, even, like, all his podcasts, he does, like, a smart list. He always talks about the Leafs and shit. I feel he's. That's true. He's a, he's an out there Leafs fan. I hope Bateman and Hayes make a, a guest appearance with him. That'd be fun. <laughs> Bateman would be pretty funny. Like, Hayes would hate it, but sure. Have you seen uh, Clueless or not Clueless? Um, fucking Smartless. No, the um, Unsolved. What's it? The their podcast. I do. No, it's a Netflix thing. Um, um, Murderville. Oh, it's no, one that's like unscripted murder mystery thing. Oh, I saw the one with a uh, Conan O'Brien. That was the only one I've seen. Okay, so I've only seen that one and the Christmas special they just did, and it's um, Smartless Guys <laughs> on it with them. So Sean Hayes is Santa, and he gets murdered, and Bateman's his partner, and it's uh, it's pretty good. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Yeah, the shit's pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's the whole concept of it, if you haven't seen it, it's Will Arnett uh, bringing on a celebrity to be his partner. Uh, as a like his, He's a cop. He plays a cop. You, the celebrity comes on as his partner and they try to solve a mystery, but yeah. the celebrity doesn't have the script to the show. So it, they have to just kind of like follow along with what's they going on. They have no on. clue what's happening. Yeah, it's pretty good. So it was Bateman and Maya Rudolph together. It was oh, funny. that'd be pretty good. Mm. Yeah, so Will Arnett as a captain, that's pretty great. Yeah, I hope he tells uh, Connor to come to Toronto. He must be furious <laughs> about being, <laughs> being a West Coast captain, though. 
I mean, it's in you Toronto. You should have had to fight Bieber like in a celebrity boxing match, just like to have Toronto representative. Yeah. Why is Tate McRae with Nathan McKinnon and not Leon and Connor if she's from Calgary? From what I understand, she's like a huge Calgary Flame stand, so I don't quite okay. understand that either. Well, I mean, if she's a Calgary Flame stand, then she doesn't want to go with the Oilers guys, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Where's Nathan McKinnon from? Uh, Cole Harbor. Right. He's from Sydney Crosby, uh, Sydney Crosby land. Right, so why? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. We're digging a little too too deep in this. I think had Bieber and and Matthews not had such a relationship, um, there's I think... no fucking way that Bieber was not going to be the captain of. Matthews. Oh, I know. Had that not been a thing, I think Will Arnett would obviously be the captain with Toronto. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's like the new Mike Myers. Yeah, that totally. What I wouldn't give to watch a game with Mike Myers, Will Arnett, and Justin Bieber. I kind of heard Mike Myers is a piece of shit, but yeah, the other two guys. 100%. You know what? He might be, but at a Leaf game, if the Leafs probably... are winning, let's do it. Yeah, you got a box with him. Drinks are coming. Yeah, see, sign, you know, me, up. sign me up. There's an advantage. That'd be fun. Be fun. Um, all right, I guess that's kind of it. Yeah, I think that's else. it. Cool. Uh, oh, the 49ers back up. Woo! Thunder oh, win. good. Oh, Niners, this is great yeah. for me, buddy. 52 seconds left. Three points up. Let's go. My dad will be happy. I'm going to oh. give him a tech. Shout out, Ed. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I got a $500 parlay that's hitting good. <laughs> no way. Oh, we're going to delve a little deeper into my uh, my gambling forays with this podcast, but it's been a good year. (laughs) boy. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back uh, maybe tomorrow night. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it tomorrow. I'm game. Cool. Deal. Maybe we'll get someone else on with us. Where's my outro? (laughs) Why can't I find it? Find it. I'm trying. There. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. Oh, no. Vegas is fucking me a little bit. Ugh.